I think there was a one of those big giant figures, like a posable soft doll type of Luke with Yoda on his back and the the face on it. I was like, that's a little creepy. Is it just terrifying? <laughs> it is, it is. I was like, that's cool. And it has like cloth like clothes. I was like, the face is like horrid though. Oh dude, any of the like the vintage toys from like the seventies, sixties, mm-hmm. I swear to wow. you know, it, it, it they're supposed to be likenesses and they look more like Muppets. <laughs> yes. Speaking and- of Muppets. Hmm. Did you see the tweet? I found Mr. Snuffleupagus. Sorry, he's from Sesame Street. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. He was in the woods. You're funny. That's vaguely terrifying, dude. I know, right? (laughs) The plant looked just like Snuffy. I am John, Whoopie impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I am Chris Visions. I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up, everybody? Morphin' time. Hi, I'm Recommender. I love games. I love video games. And Emerald City Comic Con! Hi, I'm Christopher Sabella. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Rob, the artist. Hey, everybody, how are you doing? Robbie Amell! What's up, guys? It's Autumnlands, Tooth and Claw. I've been digging it. I'm very glad you like it. Way to go, John. <laughs> hey, you know, we're on the fly. <laughs> Today, I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Nolan North! Uh, you know, great cosplayers, great fans. Todd about the Amazing Spider-Man and Silk Infinite comic. Matt Jet City, Bob McCloud, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert! About a year ago, I got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> the name oh, of the game Gravisar. is Gravisar. <laughs> and uh, we're actually Studio Emma. I'm at Geek Girl Con with Stephen Poole. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fitch and the Fool. Yeah, um, I'm Phoenix Jones. I'm the leader of the Rain City Superhero Movement. Hey, my name's Claire, and I've been running Geekstar Costuming. Hey, hi, well, I'm Katie of Katie Clark Art. And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey, guys. I'm thrilled to be on. So, Rebecca, tell us what you've been working on lately. It's always my little vampire's webcomic. Hi, I'm Zenz, the rapper. So I'm Kazuo Maeda, I'm the uh, Imigo Softworks partner. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! So here we go! Woo! Welcome to another exciting episode. Yay. Should we call it like Revenge of the Podcast? Revenge, Revenge of the, po- of the Return podcast. of the Podcast. The podcast strikes back. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Same bat channel, same bat time. I've been using that too much, though. <laughs> so what I would like to do is I'm going to go around the table. I want to catch up with you guys because I haven't. I mean, you get enough of me on Twitter. You know exactly what's been going on if you've been following along because I've been posting way too much stuff. On on what? On Twitter. That thing that you're not on, Jason. <laughs> yes. And we got fun of you when I was there saying, you better get to Twitter. I know, you guys did. You guys did poke fun at me. 
we got to set one up for you and just send you the password. And That's say, here happen. you go. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll make sure you have a real picture. Yeah, I don't know what's going. I don't know how to uh, how to do the settings here with my. I need to change that. So, so you need to learn internet then. <laughs> uh, inter. I'm on a dial-up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> I do say that everyone is coming in very clearly. John, you're coming in now that you're thousands and thousands of miles away. You're clearer than when you were just just there in Redmond. It's fine. <laughs> He has fiber. Ah. I do have fiber. Do you too? You do also? Yeah, gig fiber into the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Oh, I thought you meant fiber fiber. No, not like... (laughs) Literal fiber. I was like, wow. Well, that's what I got, so... No, I'm (laughs) I'm on fiber as well. Yeah, I come in really well because I'm eating a lot of bran flakes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Wow. But but, but they're raising bran. You've cleaned out your sister. You know, so it's a little business in the front party in the back. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so I want to go around. I want to go around. I want to go around. Let's see here. Who should I start with? I want to catch up. Like, what have you guys been up to? So, uh, my eyes and point to me. Mad, you're first. <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> uh, let's see what's been going on. Uh, Mass Effect got released. Yay! So. And then I'm working on a totally different game in the same company. So yeah. That you can't talk about. No, but uh, there there will be an announcement in E3. So cool. So, did you have anything to do with that Mass Effect? Um, I only worked on it for a week, like okay. the last minute. Oh my God! Please help us, punch. So a little bit of, of touch ups, like touch ups here and there, and graphics and stuff. <laughs> Just like helping out and finding bugs and ah, uh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like because they have a lot of patches planned. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but <laughs> they've already well, every... made that announcement. Okay, yeah, I think they did. So yeah, um, and every everyone already knows that everything comes with patches and uh, yeah, yeah. Now, so um... there's a patch schedule, and I've been helping out with that. But right now, I'm I'm busy helping out uh, with the current uh, game right now. Yeah, some strangely awesome. named game. I don't know what game it is. <laughs> and yeah, so and it's cool because I'm somewhat semi-involved with the trailer too. So it's pretty cool. Oh. You know, if the game comes out and it's really called some strange game that I don't know what the game is, <laughs> I'm really going to laugh. All right. See, if they gave me more power, that's totally what I would do. <laughs> I would just name stuff really bizarre things and I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> totally. Everyone will love it. Everyone will love this. I don't understand. What have you been geeking out about lately? Uh, let's see. Nothing. All Nothing. I do is work, and then I go to sleep. <laughs> you haven't had a chance to watch any shows, catch up on any movies? No, not really. Although I did I did finally sit down and suffer through Iron Fist. And, oh, uh, God. Suffer? I loved it. Oh, oh God. Okay, so I, it started out okay, enough. and then it just crashed and burned into a horrible pit of tropes and... And despair. Yeah, I oh I just like God. my kung fu flashy iron fist glowiness. Awesome. Yeah, like well. they, they could just focus on his fist for the whole like all thirteen episodes and that would have been five. We wouldn't have to deal with anything else in the stupid show. Watch the first five minutes of Into the Badlands and it's better martial arts and, oh, and yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Of, yeah. of, entire iron fist season it was awful like it was aw- sorry i'm not hijacking your 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 spotlight here 
apologies. <laughs> Go for it. No, you're you're basically like saying everything I agree with, so it's okay. Dude, <sighs> Into the Badlands is like so good. It's oh, it is. Oh my god, and you know, badass Asian protagonist always something that I'm I'm happy about personally. <laughs> <laughs> and that sword, I so want one. Oh god. Yeah, I, I kind of dig just the whole, uh, uh, just the whole like 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 look. The entire like outfit just is badass. Oh, I know. Yeah, and, and the whole idea behind him. Oh yeah, behind Sunny. <laughs> oh, so cool. Uh, sorry. All right, Matt. So you've been geeking out about your art, your job, <clears throat> a little bit of Iron Fist non geekiness, hating on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Like I got any it. any conventions or things come to town that you went to? Uh no, I probably am gonna be not going to any conventions this year. So uh, uh, money's pretty tight for me. So as it is for everybody. I just learned yeah. that my brother has been priced out of Seattle now as well, and he will be down here by July. Oh wow. So, Holy crap. He's gonna move in with my mom. Wow. Right. And he's trying to get a transfer through his job. Ah, so the brother's back again. Yeah, oh, he'll be an hour and a half away. So, oh, so you can't t- cause too much destruction in the meantime. Yeah, it exactly. Takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So, Rob, we might as well move on to you. That's <laughs> <Since apparently. laughs> How's that for a, a well, segue? Hey, well, hey, I've been in pretty much solitude for 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 most of the last, uh, uh, well, most of the time over the last few months. So sorry, well, it's just all coming out. I sympathize with you, Rob, and I, I mean, I heard what happened, and I'm so, so sorry. I appreciate it. You know, so, so just so we can uh, avoid the vague booking. Um, <laughs> um, I, I didn't know if you pack. wanted to bring it up. Oh, no, it, it, it's cool. You I mean, just it, brought it up, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of did. I was like, vaguely right, but not vaguely kind of sort of. And then it, it has been pretty much what I've been occupied with for the last three months. Um, but but uh, actually almost to the day, uh, three months ago, I lost my dad um, to a uh, to a uh, to cancer. Just just nasty, nasty, shitty cancer um, that uh I mean, it, it, from the time that he was diagnosed to the, to the time he was dead was about a week. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sir is a jerk. Yeah. Asshole. So, so he, he, he wound up, uh, you know, to give you kind of like the, 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 the timeline, right? Saw him Thanksgiving, and that was the first time where I noticed, like, he was, you know, maybe – you know, uh, having like a, a couple issues like December, you could like see it and he was having a hard time getting around, you know, um, like it was like, wow, what the hell's going on here? And then he wound up dying on his birthday, uh, February 10th. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like, like he got his diagnosis just, just so shortly before he, before he passed. Uh, and, uh, the, I mean, shoot, hospice got there like two days before, before he actually died. Even, I mean, it was such a short timeline. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. And then we found out afterward too, uh, what was going on. Cause so when he first got his diagnosis, they were, they were, you know, uh, talking about chemo, uh, and whatnot, uh, potentially, but, uh, the, the, uh, doctor, I guess, for whatever reason knew that 
uh, that it was terminal, <laughs> but but didn't say anything. And we found out, uh, you know, in uh, uh, I guess during the course of that week, or sorry, it was the prognosis week. Uh, so two week timeline. Sorry. Uh, so um, a week from diagnosis to prognosis, and from prognosis to death. And then uh, so so we found out at some point there, there the PA, uh, the physician's assistant, uh, came out and told my mom and asked her, "It's like, you know, were you interested in, in getting hospice, you know, going here?" And my mom's like completely shell shocked. Like, like, what do you mean? Uh, you know, we were just talking about chemo. Uh, this is, uh, um, you know, like hospice is, you know, when you are dying, right? And he's like, yeah, it, it's terminal. <laughs> um, and from there, it was, it was, yeah, roughly a week, and and we found out that the cancer it seemed to have started in his lymph nodes. So it was, it was a lymphoma that that that. Uh, they diagnosed him with, but uh, we found out that it had spread to his bones. Oh at, my gosh! Uh, at one point, and uh, bone cancer is, from what I've read and whatnot, is like the most painful, yeah. uh, you know, cancer. And and he was having some difficulty even communicating. Well, he he was he was pretty much unable to communicate really um, for the last, uh, uh, you know week or so just uh, he it was really hard for him to talk um and and but but uh for a bit he had seemed like kind of uncomfortable and all that but but you know he, he he's like an old school like depression era you know kid you know you don't complain about anything even you know i mean if you have a, a you know a steel spike sticking out of your side you're just like oh you know a little alcohol they'll clean right up <laughs> don't even worry about it you know uh, walk it right <laughs> off yeah exactly exactly and so he's <laughs> complained or anything uh you know he always said oh no i'm fine i'm fine um but uh but yeah yeah so so it was it, it was kind of it was kind of nuts and and that's really kind of uh been what i've just been occupied with for the last uh last three months uh just watching a lot of crap uh like like just binging seasons of of uh of shows like like or realistically, binging entire runs of shows that have ten seasons or more. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like Star Trek. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I, all I've, of them. All the Star Treks, uh, Bones. Um, like on season eleven of Criminal Minds. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, like I've I've watched way more more crap than than like should be physically possible. Um, but but I've been like completely not creative so so it's just been occupying all my time it's just like ah just just meaningless tasks are are have been fantastic and now i'm just starting to kind of come out of it a bit so i'm I'm pretty happy about that well it's good to have you back rob oh thanks for thanks for having me and uh uh you know i i I always appreciate being part of the show i just mean back in the world too you know oh hey thanks It's, it's good to be you know reasonably back because <laughs> I have heard, being back in the world, that you have some news about T-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, about to uh, to uh, order in my my uh, second and third uh, official licensed designs uh, for uh, for We Love Fine designs, like watercolor, like in a uh, first order symbol, and then um, a Thanos piece where he's like uh, kind of inside an Infinity Gem. Ooh. Sweet. And, and then that, you, the, the Black Panther was the one you had before, right? 
Yeah, yeah. The Black Panther is my first one. Uh, and uh, it should be hopefully available on the website here really shortly. Um, but uh, I'm able to to uh, get my hands on them now. So so uh, so I'm about to to, to uh, make them available to to uh, you know at shows and and so on and so forth. That's awesome. Yeah, but I saw the We Love Fine booth at um, Star Wars Celebration. I think yeah. I sent you a I think I sent you a picture on Twitter or something. But um, mm-hmm. I was scouring the booth. I was like, "Where's Rob shirt? Where's Rob shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, my uh, my buddy, uh, you know, little little shout out uh, to Tony Dela Cruz. He's uh, an amazing artist and, and a fellow designer for for We Love Fine, and and he had several several Star Wars shirts uh, that that showed up at Celebration that were pretty damn fantastic. Yeah, I think they pretty much only had Star Wars at the shirt Star Wars shirts at the Star Wars Celebration. Well, yeah. I, I I was looking around for I knew you had done the Black Panther, so I was looking for that, mm-hmm. and then I was trying to guess because I knew ahead of time that there was a Star Wars one coming down the line. But yeah, um, yeah. So I was trying to guess and look at it to try to see like, okay, where's Rob's art style or any of these his shirts? And I'm going, that was not it. That was not it. That was not it. That was not it. So obviously it wasn't out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you saw that, the, uh, they, they, there was a, a series of designs that had like a really uh, very graphical style of like um, a, a helmet uh, and uh, the ship that, that went with it. So like an X-Wing pilot's, uh, you know, helmet. Uh, with uh, I, that had like an X-wing sort of like flying out the top uh, and and whatnot. Uh, there was like a Boba Fett one where it's like the slave one was like inside the T of the Boba Fett helmet. Uh, uh, just really really cool stuff. And uh, like I said, that, that's my friend who who did those. I think they debuted at, at Celebration. I, I do. Rec- I think I did see that Boba Fett one because I I remember looking at that because the wings went right where the t was right and then the ship yeah. in the center yes and yeah, i was like yeah. that is a freaking cool idea yeah he has a lot of really great uh like graphical ideas very very uh interesting and punchy you know just just uh uh when when you when you reduce things down to kind of their their like bare bare uh levels right like uh core every- elements Exactly. Everything has to be kind of perfect, and you really have to to, to know how that's going to come across to in order to represent something, you know, because because it's it's almost uh it becomes almost slightly abstract, you know. Cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I like hearing <laughs> the process, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, or at least the thought process, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so you've been geeking out about Into the Badlands too. I take oh, it as we so were saying good. earlier. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, let's see, Guardians two. That was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, def- I still have yet to see it. Anyone else oh. see it? Not yet. No. Well, I would say I really appreciate that Marvel seems to be embracing its. Uh, it's four color heritage a little bit uh, more <laughs> and really just pumping out bright, vivid colors. And it looks like they're doing that for, for, well, they did that for, for guardians and it looks like they're doing that for Ragnarok too, you know, where it, it's kind of funny. Uh, the, the previous Marvel movies have been pretty desaturated. Um, 
and and uh, they don't really tend to get much flack about it, unlike the DC movies. Uh, but but uh, but if you go back and watch them, you'll see how how everything is uh, all the the bright tones are really kind of uh, uh, muted down. Yeah, I guess you're kind of right. You know, they as the as the movies have evolved, they've gotten brighter and brighter. I think. Yeah. But that could be something to do with the times as well. You know. I mean, you got to think about it. This whole arc started what fifteen years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's been consistent through the first two phases, at the very least. It's uh, uh, if you go back and you know watch, you know, Avengers, Captain America, and you you go back and look, it's like no, it's actually it's actually surprisingly desaturated. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's you know just just little 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 kind of. Uh, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, something I've, I've noticed, and then, then if, there have been a few articles written about it too, um, that that I just did not see when I first watched them. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have me going back and trying to watch the whole series again. Got to go. <laughs> Got to go. So hey, here we go. Okay, spoiler alert. What'd you think? So if you don't want to know about this, you can hit pause or skip like the next five minutes, maybe, and then come back to us. So what'd you think of the Five after the credit scenes. <laughs> it was I, kind of amusing. <laughs> oh, that sorry. was that's like the most after the credit scenes I've ever heard of in any film. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then people started walking out like like during the credits because they figured that they were over and done with. Yeah. Um, I want to say usually there there's like two, and, and so so after the second one happened, like people started getting up and shuffling out, uh, and then the third one dropped when when people were like in the corridor to get out of the theater and like they all like started like turning around and shuffling back in and standing around <laughs> like oh hey there's more uh but like every every stinger like lost a few people because they just weren't expecting it <laughs> did you it stay great. all the way to the end oh god yeah i always yeah. do oh. you know, even with movies where where they don't like doing it because I feel like it's respectful to to the folks who poured all of their time and effort into making that movie. You know? Yeah, and if they do give you a little fun thing at the end, it's just like a bonus, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. usually the one at the very, very end of all the credits, like if they do it at the absolute end, it's mm-hmm. usually a funny one, like Shawarma. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and like the Guardians one I've heard was really funny at the, the very last one. Mm-hmm. But they, they were all pretty, pretty. With, with Stanley. <laughs> That, that was so bloody amazing. <laughs> oh, and I can't believe those guys. If they actually are like not just in that one scene, if they're like in the rest of the Marvel Universe films coming <laughs> up, I'm like, Uatu! <laughs> I know, right? And oh then, my gosh. Like, like just that whole idea that, that, uh, that, uh, I'm just going to say it. You already said spoiler alert. Yeah, right. Go ahead. <laughs> Stan Lee in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Uatu the Watcher. Yeah. And, and that, 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 that's the reason why he's popped up like in all these places because they were moments of significance. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, like he's there talking to a whole bunch of watchers, you know, standing around. It's like, oh, and there was this one time where I was that Federal Express man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. You gotta you, see it just for I'm the I'm so end. excited now. <laughs> if, if nothing that's... else, if you don't have time to go see Guardians 2, go on the web and just look it up on YouTube. There's one, I know I found one or two guys who strung all five after the credit scenes together in order. And that's ah, why nice. I know that's why this is the only reason I know 
how, what to bring up, you know? <laughs> Sweet. Oh, man, that was so just awesome. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be really questionable. I was like, how the hell are you going to actually pull that off? And I, I got to say, I, I thought that they pulled it off reasonably well. And I was blown away when I found out who uh, was playing Star-Lord's father. Oh, yeah. Seriously. You know, he, he's definitely not as uh, uh, as benevolent as, say, a Jack Burton or a Snake Plissken. <laughs> Speaking of Jack Burton, I just watched that movie again. Oh, just so awesome. So good. And it holds up so well. I love it. I so oh, miss he's... Victor Wong. Oh, God, I know, right? Oh, graboids. <laughs> the only problem I have with that movie, and I never really thought about it, you know, of course, I was, like, super young, but now I'm just like, why are half of these people Korean? Like, <laughs> so you have everyone, you have uh, everyone playing Chinese, but they're actually all Korean actors. And I was just <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> like, That's because they all look the same. Hey, mm-hmm. now. Rob. Yeah. Rob looks Uh-oh. exactly like Baze Malbus. Are you kidding me? <laughs> totally. And, and and also uh you know uh uh Chirrut Imwe. Of course, yeah. You're I'm exactly the same as Rob is exactly the same as Donnie Yen, so all you girls out there just can go, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's photographic evidence to the contrary, sadly. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well at least you could do the moves, right? Yes, because again, Asians <laughs> no kung fu. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, back in like that, that movie was like what nineteen eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, and, and in nineteen eighty six, those were all of the Asian actors in yeah. the entirety of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Al, Al Young is in that movie, man. Yep. Yeah, the great the, Al Young. They're all in that movie. <laughs> like, if if there's. If there has ever been an, an an Asian actor that you saw in a cameo, as a side character, as a like a, a henchman, uh, a sidekick, cannon fodder, whatever, from from like that twenty year period, they are in big trouble in Little China. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like um oh I can't believe I can't remember his name but like I always wished I still to this day wished that Ali Yong had broken out like Machete. You know, he was like the, the the staple Mexican bad guy that you would have in every film that needed a Mexican <laughs> drug lord bad guy. And then oh, somehow yeah. he broke away from that sideline B character guy to become Machete. And he's a national sensation, a worldwide sensation. <laughs> and he's awesome. Wait, so wait. I always wish that Ali Ong had broken out just like that guy. And I wish oh, I remembered man. his name right now. But no, all right, who should we go to next? Jason Connolly, what's been up? Hello, hello. First of all, I am so happy, so happy that we're all together again. I know we had a little bit of a hiatus, and it's really great to be back. It's great as to far have as you me- back, and everybody back. It is. I know. It's uh, It's just good. It's just really great to hear everybody. It's. It's. I have a big smile on my face. If I had the camera on, you'd see a huge smile on my face. <laughs> uh, for me, I have been geeking out on... 70s horror pictures really so i am uh i'm one of the producers we're making a low budget indie film called they reach you can go to our site at www.theyreach.com and what it is it's uh it's set in 1979 
And it's about a young boy who stumbles across a uh, stumbles upon a possessed tape player. Ooh. And he unknowingly unleashes a demonic entity that haunts his family while slowly dragging the entire town of Clarkston into chaos. So I am not only one of the producers, but I'm also playing the father in this. So my son uh, is uh, the uh, unlucky soul that unleashes this entity. So it's uh, even though it's a horror film, it's not a slasher kind of horror film. It's more yeah. of a thriller, Goonies meets uh, The Thing kind of uh, horror film. Oh, cool. Okay, so, not like The Thing from Fantastic Four. The Thing from The Monster no. in the Snow. Yes, yeah. uh, John Carpenter... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, like an eighties uh, vibe, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. So it's it's uh, our director. Uh, he he calls it a period piece. <laughs> so, <laughs> so very talented. And, so have uh, you been watching The Omen? I've been watching The Omen, Halloween. Ooh. Um, been watching the Friday the Thirteenth again, not for the slasher, but just you know the camera style. Yeah, uh, camera work. Uh, we think we've just signed on our director of photography, which is going to be very important for this because of lighting and the mood and the set and the setting. Yeah, and uh, you got to watch like the first Poltergeist. You know, <gasps> exactly. We have yep, so yep. it's actually Poltergeist <laughs> is a big is a no. big part of that. Steven Spielberg's Poltergeist more so than the than the re-release. For of sure. course, yes, that, that's what I it's, meant. Yeah, yeah. and um, and uh, yeah, so we're just totally getting thrilled. We're going to be launching a Kickstarter campaign for that. So it's kind of one of those things as as an actor, it's, you know, I'm not going to sit and wait for my phone to ring. I'm going to call myself and make my own phone ring. You know? <laughs> there you go. And so just trying to hustle, um, keeping sharp with the acting stuff um, by either taking classes or getting together with uh, cinematography friends that want to practice their camera work or maybe try a new lens. So they always give me a call and I can do a scene or a monologue for them. And it's good practice for both of us because it's more button seat in front of me, in front of the camera as well. It's good practice for them. And so trying to look for those opportunities to stay sharp. So when I get those audition requests, uh, you know, I'm sharp and I'm, and I'm ready to go and uh, always working on the professionalism. That's cool. That's uh, cool. I did audition. Interesting. I sent in a an audio tape for Mass Effect for one of the voices. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, uh, you know, troops move out, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, did not get selected this time around, but I would love to do more uh, character VO. So, Matt, if you have any... <laughs> If you have any recommendations or anything, um, I'm all ears. I'm always open to do something me like too, that, me too. especially in an awesome <laughs> franchise like that. Well, I do so, know I know a lot of voice actors, so I, I bet, I bet, I bet you do. And it's a very tight community that uh, those artisans that do that are really, are really remarkable. Yeah, they uh, are. I mean, they're extraordinary. So breaking into that's going to be definitely uh, a challenge for me, but I'm. You know, I'll still keep trying, and we'll see what happens. But it'd be fun to be in a in a game, especially of that magnitude. Of Mass oh Effect. my gosh, yeah. I know, right? And that'd be awesome. And then, right. of course, I'm always looking. And so, everyone out there in the super awesome Geek Show Nation, any suggestions you have, I can get any part in the next Star Wars picture or any <laughs> Star Wars picture or Indiana Jones or anything. Please let me know. Because and we'll get I, him on Twitter so that you can let him know. <laughs> <laughs> Every chance, that knife and the twist. 
but actually, you know, you're probably you're probably correct. I I do need to I do need to do that. So well, you know, than- one of my family members who is very um well off travels around the world for his business. He uh he once told me that Twitter is still the largest generator of business for him. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, more so, you know, he told me once that like LinkedIn was just a big place for people to gloat about their things, but you'll never actually get a job through LinkedIn uh-huh. yep. or find clients or do any of that. It's just like a big gloat social media site. Like, yeah. look at me, I'm better than you kind of thing. Um, Instagram's too difficult for everybody to use. They, I hate it's, it now. It's not simple anymore. Mm. Twitter's just easy. You can put up anything you want, a video, a picture whatever sound okay. clips anything it's like super easy and simple you know so i think that's why the world is going to twitter well and and i know you guys have been in a loving supportive way uh razzing me about not being on twitter but you know anything to get my you know to get myself out there and tell my story because you never know you know whose story you can fit into i just i just know i love telling stories i love being an actor and participating in some fashion in the telling of a story and uh, just to get the word out there and see what happens. That's why I love being on this show. I certainly learn a ton from everybody here. And uh, so I don't know, maybe someday you'll come up and see me on the screen and we get to talk about me in front of me about the Star Wars picture. And then you'll be on Twitter with a verified blue check next to your name. Yeah. Oh, what's, that? what's the blue check? It means you're verified. A verified? verified so so you want to know this okay it's verified it just means you you're like authenticated as the real person oh okay so okay. i put in our authentication speaking of this real quick i'm going to go off you know our tangent here just a little bit but so i have tried for a year to get the awesome geek show twitter uh verified and they said it was in process and it can take up to a year to get that and I just got a notice where they wanted me to put in like three different sites and all these other things to like re-verify that I'm verified, that I'm really verified as the awesome geek show. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. this crazy process that you have to do. All right. There's now almost 3000 followers on the Twitter. We are, since I didn't, you know, left the job in February, I've been basically on Twitter all the time. I mean, the last couple months we have gained hundreds of followers on that thing. I don't know if you guys noticed Tina sees all the bleeps come up because she now has uh, rights to help me control that thing. Mm. And uh, so it's like she sees these beeps come up all the time. And it's like every day there's another <laughs> couple hundred. I don't know how many people, but it's just like it just keeps going. Ding, 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 ding. Follow, 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 follow. And like Jeez. we've now got NHL stars who are following us. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've been surprised that some of these hockey stars are, I mean, some of them have like five or 600,000 followers. So when they retweet wow. something, I'm like, yay. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. But like, speaking, speaking back on the verification thing. So I noticed like George Lucas, okay, does not have his account verified yet. How could you not know who George Lucas is? Twitter. Now, is that know. just one of those things where it's, it's, if it's not verified, so Mr. Lucas posts something, you go, eh, is that really Mr. Lucas or is that? Yeah, it will make yeah. you question it because Mark Hamill's verified, Carrie Fisher was verified. Okay. Um, you know, all the actors and actresses are basically verified. The NFL people, not all of them are verified. Some are, some are. Interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but they say it when I asked about it, they said it's completely random. They said it can take up to a year. And the process is whoever comes up on the list, those people look at them and they try to verify them through other sites and other ways to make sure that they're the actual people or it's the actual show. If you are a show like our podcast mm-hmm. and that it's the tweets are real and it's coming from you. So it can be completely random who gets verified at any given moment. OK, well, here is what I think is funny. So my father follows like 30 people. He never uses Twitter. He doesn't tweet anything out. His tweets are like one, you know, (laughs) and he no one's following him except me and my brother or something. And he only follows maybe 30 people because they're stock guys that he likes to see their stock tips that they put up on Twitter. He got verified in like like two seconds. Wow. He's like, he goes, yeah, I clicked on verify. They said, uh, give me a couple of websites. So he goes, well, I didn't use anything except like Airbnb. So I went, okay, well, here's Airbnb's site. I used that once. <laughs> and then it, then they went, click, blues check, you know. And I'm like, what the crap? <laughs> and he's got nobody following him. <laughs> oh, my God. I would they be verified livid. him as the real Robert E. Adams, you know. <laughs> I'm like, hilarious. what the crap? <laughs> You're like, uh. So it is completely random. It totally is. Well, that's well, that's interesting. <laughs> now, now I have a new goal. Is if so I get, get on, on there tonight, tonight, is, tonight is is to is to do. So your recommendation would I just do like Jason Conley actor, right? I'm just gonna. I'll be right back, guys. I'm just gonna make a Twitter account. <laughs> well, I've got five or six accounts now, so you can always make more than one. Because I have Smatanaj for my that was always me, but now I'm thinking I might push a lot of my art through that one. And then I have the I just made the vintage geek, which maybe I'll use as the one that's connected to this super yeah, awesome geek show. Geek. Yeah, he just got made. And cool. then my my kingdom of the geeks for the for the eBay store, which I'll be now starting to use a lot more. I was barely using that account before, but now that's going to be pretty much my livelihood. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be using that a lot once I start posting all this cool stuff I found. Because, man, have we sound, found some awesome flea markets down here. At first, I was worried because the, the normal thrift stores and places like Goodwill and all those things, I would find stuff at in Seattle and right. Bellevue-Redmond area. Like, there were treasure troves, Value Village and Goodwill. But now, down here, there's nothing, not a single toy. So I was, like, starting to get scared. And then we found these, like, farmer's markets and these flea markets and these outdoor giant swap shop things Mm -hmm. and stuff and i'm like holy crap there's entire bins full of stuff and like one place there's there's like five or six locations and at every single location they're like a farm that has been turned into a market so it's like faith hill farms or something like that and they're all they've they've all they turned them into markets and then bought up other farms and they're just huge markets and they have bins outside and you have to dig through these bins and your hands get all grubby and black. And my dad's sitting there with a broken pail in his hand as I'm tossing things in that I find. And I'm like, holy crap, a 1966 Barbie doll with her dress and the underwear. You know, <laughs> all the parts that get lost. You know, and I'm like, Rainbow Bright in perfect condition, like brand new, but it's from 1982 or something, you know. <laughs> And I'm like, holy crap, Silverhawks. Oh, my gosh. And they're all in perfect shape. You know, and I'm like, what is going on? It's like all this cool stuff down at the bottom of all these bins. Like there's stuffed animals and stuff at the top. 
and you dig them all out, and way at the bottom are all these bits and stuff, and, and in there I've been finding gems. Tons and tons of Star Wars, guys. Every single place we've gone to in one of these swap shops or markets, down in the bottom is a pile of Star Wars, guys. You, you know, two to, two to seven. Do you walk up, and they go, how much do you want to pay for all this? And I'm like, wait a minute, you're asking me? I was about to ask you what you wanted for it all. And they're like, nope, you make offers here. If it's outside, you make offers. If it's inside, we have a price tag on it. It's negotiable. <laughs> so my dad, ye- my dad yelled out two dollars, and they went sold. <laughs> oh, wow! And another, and another one. I was just like, I walked up, and I'm like, I'll give you five bucks for all this. No, I think it was four dollars for all this stuff that we got one of the other places, and they were like, you guys are great. And we're like, what do you mean? They go, well, most people walk up and they go, how about a quarter for all this stuff? <laughs> So they thought we were awesome just for giving them four dollars because most are people big are, spenders. Yeah, right. <laughs> four dollars, I could feed my kids for two years. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, really. Lordy. Yeah. So I've been having fun with that. Sorry to steal your spotlight, Jason. So no, let's go back on to what. No, share the spotlight. There's a spotlight <laughs> for everybody. But I will conclude in this: is is everyone here knows I'm a humongous Disney fan. So I uh, I have a good friend that's getting married. Uh, in two weeks down at Disneyland. and <gasps> My friend uh, did that. Oh, awesome. yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. And it turns out that I apparently, and this is new information she just told me, that I guess I'm officiating. Oh, oh awesome. dude. Nice. Nice little, nice little detail to know. Uh, where, so I'm going to be. Where's, uh, the loca- where's the location app? Uh, they're getting married at the Rose Garden at the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, that's beautiful. My friend did the Grand Californian Hotel. Oh, oh my gosh, that was amazing. I was in it. So, oh, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to it. Are you going to put like Mickey ears on? You know, uh, we'll see what she wants. Definitely, she has. <laughs> uh, I, this is I, why you need a Twitter so you could tweet Disney wedding pictures. Tweet oh. Disney wedding pictures. I know. I'm so looking forward. And we're going to do our best to stay Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yes. Is on that Friday, which oh, is, uh, you may know the previous ride is the Hollywood Tower of Terror. It has yes, been they removed it. Yeah. They've removed it. It's the same ride vehicle, but the story is centered around the Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a special launch event for that where you get to see all six variations of it. So we're, oh wow, uh, our goal is to check our goal is to check that out. Though I am a huge fan of the Hollywood Tower of Terror, um, so I I don't know. I'll be going in with a skeptical eye. Please. Yeah, it's almost like I wish they could do both, but in California, there's not enough room. Well, there's not enough room, but it also, I mean, if you think about it, the the uh, California Adventure Park, and all of a sudden you have this space age prison. It just is going to definitely change the skyline where the Hollywood Tower of Terror fit in the overall theming. Yeah. Of the so I'm just curious if California. Well, it's, it, it's yeah, it's in California Adventure, and a lot of things based in California Adventure are based on uh, the movies and movie. They all look like movie sets and stuff exactly. in there. And 20, uh, 30s, yeah. Yeah, and so that's kind of why that fit in there. It's just like when they converted Space Mountain into um, Hyperspace Mountain for Star Wars. Right. I think it, you should go check that out because that possibly is being converted back into the original Space Mountain because of Star Wars Land That's being correct. Built. That's only a temporary um, overlay, yes. And I don't know if it's been converted back or not, but um, the summer ish hours uh for disneyland have spectacular fireworks shows i used to hear them all the time so um there's nothing like disneyland at night there's nothing like disney no and it's fun it's fun to uh, i'm just gonna put this as a side it was fun to uh 
uh, mess with my uh, friends who were high uh, during the fireworks show (laughs) (laughs) because they were like, look at all those colors. Aren't those beautiful? What? And I'm like, it's just white fireworks. Why are you seeing colors? And my other friend, she's in a wheelchair and she's sitting there with me. She's busting up laughing. And they're like, "Not, no, seriously, there's no colors? I'm like, no, there's white. They look at her. She goes, yes, they're white. And they go, they go, what? And, we're, and then we just started rolling. And they're like, you guys suck. I'm like, pretty much. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> That's me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, see, down here in Florida, when I, when I was going to Star Wars Celebration, Orlando at night is just nuts. It's mm-hmm. like crazy town. Everything was lit up in neon. There's colors everywhere. It's like you could be on acid or something and just be like... what this is normal what are you talking about (laughs) yeah uh, yeah it was like and i you know i can't i unfortunately there wasn't any fireworks while i was there but that would have been cool you know the cloud layer no i guess i just either it was on a time when i didn't notice or i had gone back to the hotel or i was eating shake shack or something you know oh shake shack Shack. oh just discovered those and holy cow they're so good (laughs) i don't know what that is me neither it's awesome cheeseburgers. Oh, you're making me hungry now. It's probably some of the best cheeseburgers in the world. I can't believe how good they are. <laughs> I haven't had one that good since we were slaughtering our own cows on the farm. Wow. Oh, there you go. Wow. Oh, that's happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happy cat. Me. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> yeah, so, wait, so no, John, Jason, John, Jason, Jason. are you next to make yeah. a burger? Yeah, I'm going to slaughter you. Yes. Alfred Hitchcock. Totally take cues from him. If you want to make a good thriller type horror film, Alfred Hitchcock. I have the song Thriller stuck in my head. As far as the... um, Alfred Hitchcock is amazing. He's definitely one of my favorite directors. Uh, There's a great book if you like Alfred Hitchcock. It's called Truffaut on Hitchcock, which is... Francois Truffaut, a French director, ah, yes. uh, had this series of interviews with Alfred Hitchcock. And it's, and it's interview style. The entire book is interview style. And so if you want to get inside the mind of Hitchcock, all my Hitchcock books I purchased from Half Price Books, all 15 nice. of them. <laughs> uh, so, yes, no, absolutely. Alfred Hitchcock and his camera work and less the, is more and, and the whole letting the audience in on what's happening he doesn't make whodunits but it's like it just adds to the drama if the audience knows that hey there's a bomb under your seat oh my gosh it's going to go off is this person going to realize that it's under his seat and that's going to go off just stretches on the tension it's just brilliant it's brilliant well, and I, I like some of his um you know what do you call them like ghost stories or monster stories where you don't really see the creature and your imagination is always worse than what they could possibly show you on screen you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You always get disappointed when you see when you see the creature. You always Except get... for in Alien. You know what? The first Alien is a great example. I will agree with you on that. I love, that's one of my favorite scary movies, is uh, Ridley Scott's Alien from 1979. And um... Well, they see, they, they followed a little bit of that pattern, but then at the end, the monster was actually cool. It was cool. It was very well designed, right? I mean, it's yeah. like Jaws, right? You didn't see Jaws until the end. Now, that happened to be because of a mechanical issue, but I think it worked really well for Spielberg when the fish didn't work mechanically and they had no choice but to, to show it at the end. 
but no, yeah, yeah just when he jumps show. out, right? Because he yeah uh, jumps out of the bat. I mean, you see it like you know we're gonna need a bigger boat, and you have those. Yeah, kinds. that's right. Okay, but, so that's yeah. the that's the shoot the oxygen tank, and he blows up one, right? Yeah, that was yes, yes. yes. Okay, not the bite, <laughs> the electrical cord, need fries. No, that was number two. <laughs> yeah, the franchise kind of started taking a little different turn after that one. Yeah, not the one where he went out for revenge because he killed his family. <laughs> Pulls him along the coast somehow and finds the family. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I we I laugh about it. I would I would love to be in a picture. I'll I'll be in a Jaws movie any moment. You know. Yeah, you know what? That's the only thing Back to the Future got wrong. Yeah. Because you know how like the the what was it? They had the uh, the game right, right? Almost, almost right. Where they uh, the the baseball players there? They were at least in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a Back to the Future prediction, and then. Uh, we now have those self-lacing shoes and yep. the cool baseball cap that he was wearing. Yep. And, uh, I mean, we only need the hoverboard, and uh, they're really working hard on that one. So yeah, they are, aren't soon. they? Yeah, but exactly. I, there was no Jaws. What would they have, nine? Didn't it say, like, Jaws nine on a theater behind them? Yeah, it was some crazy number. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see that. Fran- I'm not a big fan of reviving franchises. I like to see new stuff. Um but I don't know. Jaws would be kind of interesting to. I don't know. It shocks me that they haven't brought it back, like on, like another sequel or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Not like a reboot, but just <clears throat> another one. You know? Right, right, right. Jaws exactly. 19. Not a not a reboot. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's I don't know. I I don't know. One of my favorite Disney pictures is the black hole. Oh. And I keep hearing that they're they're messing with that one. That ending though. What does that mean? They just go into the black hole and it come out on the other side and it's well they're in like purgatory with Maximilian standing on top of it with his with the dude's face in the robot and Inside then all these... Maximilian yeah. yeah and then all these like flaming fire and brimstones yeah, going know, on right? and there's all these like people walking in straight lines around them and like automatons or something and it's like where what <laughs> where did you... that so the other side of a black hole is hell <laughs> or, or they got transported to the Marvel universe. Oh, so the multiverse. That, and it was a Disney picture, wasn't it? Yep. It was. Yep. They're going to end up in the next Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Maximilian will show up in, in uh, Infinity Wars Part 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Christina. Yay. Hey, yeah, Christina, I heard that you went to a really cool store today and met a really cool guy. Yes. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to remember his name again. I just told Matt and Rob a little bit ago. Mike, uh... (laughs) Now, did he actually play Neen Numb? Yes, in Return of the Jedi and um, Force Awakens. Oh, and and in Force Awakens. Cool. Yeah, and he was Yoda's hand. um, uh, Michael Quinn. Yes, there you go. Um, Yes, there's a store in... uh, McKinney called um, Order 66 and he was there and they had different events and stuff. Um, So yeah, really, really awesome guy, really nice, generous, uh, 40 bucks to get the autograph. Um, And he'll just sit and talk with you and he's, you know, really an awesome guy. Um, The store has so many vintage Star Wars toys, all the new Star Wars toys, probably Star Wars toys no one wanted. Um, I mean, for a small building, it has a lot inside. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I was totally geeking out at those pictures you sent me because I'm like, holy crap, Black Series boxed figures that's by the Pajillions. Yeah, that's why I took that picture. But on the other side of that, there's figures of different kinds. And then on the opposite wall of that, there's more figures. And then on the side wall is full of figures. I mean, there are figures all over. And then the other side of the store has like the ships and uh, things. The center has little trinkets, you know. And then um, there's a loose bin area and then the back of the store where the signing was he has the case and um every character almost every character that has had a figure he has it signed including oh my gosh including so kenny, cool. ba- kenny baker r2 uh right am i saying the right guy yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, all of them i mean he some of them he has multiples and there was one that i kind of wanted one time when i was there previously and i said how much is that and it was like two thousand dollars <laughs> like, oh god you well know? you got the price of a package star wars figure like it I'm, was I'm on assuming... card it was on card packaged yeah signed by the actor who played that person so i mean there you go and they're yeah. all i mean obviously if you have the money the guy's gonna sell them to you so i was just like oh, oh. um you know it, it was really neat um and uh, also, as you know, I went to the Dallas Fan Expo. Oh, and how was that? It was amazing. Um, the line for Mark Hamill was out of this world. Uh, I, I, th- I thought two seconds too long on the internet, and it was sold out. So I didn't get to go. You had to pay. You had to pay. I forgot how much it was. And then you stand in line, and then they make you go through a line. And you go behind a curtain, and there's a handler there. And you leave your backpack and everything because you had to leave, you know, leave that all on the table. And you walk in, you say hello, you would say hello to him. He would talk to you for two seconds and they take a professional picture and you exit. Wow. Um, But they also had tables out there with actors like from The Walking Dead. um, uh, what is it? Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Is that how you say his name? I, sometimes yeah. I switch the names around in his name. Um, him and somebody else from, oh, um, I can't remember the other guy, um, from Walking Dead, somebody else. And then there was a row of two other people, and Mark Hamill was on the very end. You didn't have to pay to get in that line. You just got in that line, and you waited, and you waited, and you waited until you got up to the table and shook his hand and got an autograph. So if you you happened to wait in the line where you paid to take a picture with him, you could then have him sign the picture of you and Mark Hamill for another price. Ah. So, <laughs> but what I did is there was two Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, stars there. The mo- I was in line for about a good half an hour. And they take a picture with your phone. He and uh, Charisma Carpenter, who played, oh, my brain is tired. What was her name on the show? Um, she was the preppy one, the one that whined all the time. Anyway. But, she went uh, on to do like a bunch of other stuff too, right? Yeah. yeah. He is the most, James Marsters is the most amazing, amazing, generously talked person. I was dressed as Ray. <laughs> and, it was awesome too by the way your picture was great yeah and i had my bb8 backpack on and <laughs> that's I, awesome yeah I, it was awesome i walked up and he goes this is awesome and i went thank you and he said thank you for dressing up and i said oh i love doing that i love dressing up and 
And he goes, I do it every day for work. And to see people in the costumes just to celebrate whatever they love, he goes, makes my day. And I said, oh, I'm so glad. And he goes, so, and, you know, and he signed the picture for me and took a picture. And we were talking and he goes, dude, I seriously love your outfit. And I said, yeah. And I told him I had gone to Kamikaze Con in L.A. And I wore a stormtrooper dress. He goes, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean... And I said, thank you so much for taking time and taking a picture. He goes, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. You know, and so, I mean, it was just really cool. But then I looked down the way and there's Ian Summerhaller, Paul Wesley, the guy from Harry Potter, um, um the, the dad. Uh, the blonde hair. Oh, no. oh, 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 um, Malfoy. Or yes, the, Mal- yes. His dad, right? Mal- yeah, Malfoy's dad. Um, yeah. They were all on the table down the way. And I'm just sitting there going... I want in that summer holder line, and then I peek over them all. I don't know if the summer holder line is bleeding into the Hamill line, or if the Hamill because they were directly across from each other, or if the yeah. Hamill line is bleeding into the summer holder line. But that looks like just one pile of people I do not want to get in. And I walked around and walked around. I mean, after that, all the actors and everybody are on one side. And once you walk farther, it becomes, you know, the toys, the gimmicks, the comics, the art. The shirts, I saw We Love Fine. Everything. The food, you could not even get near. That's why I'm thankful I brought my own snack. I almost got a Star Wars tattoo, but everything was booked. (laughs) And by like a couple hours later, I'm like, my feet are dying in these Ray boots. I have hardly anything in my BB-8 backpack, and my back is killing me. I was just like, oh, I'm done. You know, like I saw everything I could see. I'm not going to get to see anymore. But it definitely smaller then um, they did have panels, I think, where um, kind of like at Comic-Con and um, Celebration where I think the actors talked to people. Um, but I didn't go to any of those. It was just fun seeing them. Like, I think I saw Mark Hamill sitting in the chair from far away. And I was just like, ooh, ooh, look, there he is way over there. You know, that's basically <laughs> all I did. Like, I'm like, it was just fun. Uh it's neat to be in the same room and just be next to them, kind of, yeah, you know? Yeah, and, and I think for me, taking that picture with James Marshers was so surreal because, you know, you see them on TV and he's just so nice. And if you follow him on Twitter, he's the funniest guy. He has his own little thing. He sings um, everything. Um, and then, I don't know, it was just, I thought it was just a really good time. So that's. That's my geekiness for the time being. Charisma Carpenter was, um, ah, who did she? I can't think of the character she played. She was the woman with brown hair. Her name is at the tip of my tongue. It starts with a C, right? Her name is Charisma Carpenter, but on the show, oh, Cordelia. Cordelia, yeah. She played Cordelia. No, Buffy. um, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was not there, the one who played Buffy, but she is married to uh, Freddie Prince, who is yeah. on uh, Rebels. Yes, Kaden Jarris. So it's that I find, you know, you follow them on Twitter and you're like, that's just cool because there's Buffy married to that guy, to that guy, you know, and you're just like, hey. Well, and did you know that she was the seventh sister? Yes, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, kind of a secret thing. So, so, so much geekiness going on. And before all that, I, I got to see John before he went to Florida. So, you know, it was all kinds of, you know. Yeah, it was a pleasure to finally meet in person, you know. Yes. And I got to meet John and uh, 
Nice. You are John. Jason and Jason. <laughs> and my... Yeah. As it gets late, later, my, my head's going, hey. Yeah, we had tacos. That was the bomb. Yeah, Jason brought a bunch of tacos. And there was like tacos for days after that, dude. There were so many tacos in that box. <laughs> I bought cookies. Uh, you did. Delicious. You brought a couple different kinds, too. Yeah, I did. And then that game we played with the... <laughs> the little the little alien dudes making up words. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, that's yeah. right. We played uh, the Cthulhu game, yeah. Unspeakable Words. With the I... little Lego, uh, also the Lego characters that we... Oh, that's and, right. And I left mine at John's house. <laughs> yeah, because we had received probably about 200 blind bag Lego Batman things. And I was giving them out like candy to all the kids in the neighborhood. And I had opened millions of them. Every party I went to, I'd bring like a bunch. And so all the leftovers were still, we there were still probably what, like 30 or 40 of them left that you guys yeah. put together. Yeah, we just <laughs> sat there while we were talking and put characters together trying to guess what we opened next. I think the most popular one was the duck one or whatever. But Oh, uh, yeah, the, the poolside Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you had Rogue. Sorry. No, and then I would have to say that playing Exploding Kittens was... <laughs> oh, was... I still want to try that. <laughs> yeah, same here. That was hilarious. I think I even put my head down and laughed, snorted. It was just the best. <laughs> the store today was a random, hey, guess what? This guy's here. You want to go? Oh, okay, let's go. You know, so, <laughs> uh, um, you know, oh. fr- friends texting, hey, this guy's over here. Oh, okay. So, um, but, uh, but then the, the, like I said, I love conventions, but once you're home, you feel like you've like ran around for days. Yeah, well, it's not it's not only the exercise that you're not thinking about while you're running around. You're like you're getting a million times more exercise than you normally do in a day. Like for example, Star Wars Celebration was like one and a half miles long. So if you're going from one end of the show to the other end of the show, and then you go, oh, now my next event's at the other end of the show, you've just walked three miles, and you don't even realize it, you know. Well, and it's all the time. And half the time you're running because you want to get there in time to watch the next event, you know? And it's all the input, too. You don't think about it, but your, your eyes are continually scanning and looking for stuff and thinking about stuff and talking to people. And you don't think that's tiring, but then when you get home, you're just like, ugh. I'm it's brain, brain overload, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the brain overload can make you more tired than the physical, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask before we go here. I wanted to ask, um, which 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 hand of Yoda? Was he the right hand to yes. Frank Oz? Yes. Oh, so he's Frank Oz's right hand. So when you so shake awesome. hands with him, you're shaking hands with the hand that's going, you know. That was holding the stick that moved Yoda's arm. Yes. No, no, no. I thought well, you said okay, his right was hand the... was By the, way... the part that's in the puppet. Yeah. By the way, there was a picture there that had pictures of Yoda, and it was the and it was one picture, but it was uh, morphed into pictures of Yoda, and then the part of the script where it said what he was supposed to do. And I was like, I want the picture with who he played, but then there's this part, and I want both, and I would have had to pay another money because I was like, I could send that to John because he would flip out. And, so <laughs> I, and then I was like, but but that's like 80 bucks for two pictures. Ah! you know. <laughs> I, I would have had the same problem because I would I really liked Neen Dumb when I was a kid, and I mean, I just totally would have wanted him. But then if I, I didn't know that he had played the right hand of Yoda. Uh-huh. So I would have wanted the the Yoda picture as well. And I would have been going, ah, who do I 
get? What do I get? Both. Great, I have a my, my money's gone. Sorry. <laughs> I have a card in my wallet that has his upcoming and next stuff. So I'll send you the information so you can look it up. Yeah, because I, I I do like to get a lot of the side characters now because um, the main guys are just way too expensive. And I think I now have everybody except Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. So I can kind of sit back and live with the fact that I probably won't have those two. Well, obviously one of them I'll never get, right? <laughs> yeah. We love you, Carrie Fisher. Uh, we miss, yeah. We miss you. I Force Awakens on um, May the 4th, and when her part came up, I said, I just said, oh, you know, I just sat there and held my face going, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do that in the next movie. Oh. Yeah, and speaking of Star Wars and the next movie and everything, I got a little blasted by um, mentioning what I mentioned on that 10-minute short. <gasps> so so I'm going to stop talking about it. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Good thing I didn't say anything or Zip give anything hips. away. But just uh, just by the mere, that little bit I mentioned was, I guess, a bad idea. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> So, when the show, when the movie comes out, I'll talk about it then. <laughs> yeah, see, now you gotta tell me. <laughs> you gotta tell her later. <laughs> well, I, I can just mention the one thing. I was an extra in The Last Jedi. Son of a... Mm-hmm. Oh, what's his name today was trying to say about things in the next film that he had already worked on it. I was all, <laughs> the ears went up. Yeah, I, I went. I went like this. I went. Oh, you want to tell me what happens? And he looked at me like, "Well, you know." <laughs> See, I, I think if it's not recorded and there's no way for anyone to get it out there, it could just be considered hearsay. So you probably wouldn't get in trouble, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I must have said something on that little ten or eleven minute stint I did on the Welcome Back episode that. Um, and I didn't even know they were listening to the podcast. Apparently. So they must keep tabs on everyone, including all their extras. So, hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah. So that lesson learned. <laughs> and that's an ends the episode now. <laughs> and if you need an actor, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I went through Explore Talent. A great lady named Rebecca. <clears throat> Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for taking John. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, we we didn't want him, so you know, something <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, let's see, anything else that has come out that we should talk about? Uh, we kind of covered everything while we were going around the room, weren't we? Yes, and it was a yeah. big room. It's a big room too, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just stretches all the way from the Arctic Circle where Mad lives. To- <laughs> In Edmonton, Canada. I know you're not really in the Arctic Circle. I'm, I'm just making a joke. I'm just, uh, I'm, a, what, 100 miles south of the Arctic Circle? <laughs> oh, I'm pretty you're, damn close. You're like Santa's, like, next-door neighbor. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And she, don't, she, doesn't, she doesn't ever help him. The only time she goes in there is when there's, like, what's that over there, Santa? And he goes, I don't know. There's something in the corner? And then she's out the door with all the goodies. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, and and then I get charged by Canada because <laughs> <sighs> import fees. 
Yeah. Border, border patrol. Uh, I just paid a lot of money for one of my most recent uh, figures. So just to get it over the border. So I'm oh, pretty happy really? about it. Yeah, I paid $76 after paying $200 just to have it sent here. What pig? I was like, it better be worth it. I got it. And I was like, yeah, it's worth it. Is it a, <laughs> is it a, is it a, um, uh, what is it? Show Kate? What? Ah, uh, why oh, can't the, I think the of their name? Sideshow. Sideshow. Yeah. Uh, no, this is from Bungie. Oh, uh, so it's one of their their Warlock Destiny uh, okay. guys. I have a huge giant figure now. I, I posted a bunch of pictures uh, a Wait, few what? days ago. I'll have to go look. Yeah, yeah, it's super neat. Bungie official Warlock, so it's pretty cool. I like it. Is it like a statue? Yeah. Uh, no, he's a fully po- posable one eighth size. One eight. He's huge. He's monstrous. Oh, oh, it's the three zero fig, isn't yes, it? Yes, or the three A. Three A or three zero? Three A, I think. <laughs> you're wrong. Anyway, uh, uh, you're probably oh. right. You know, um, I think three zero is a subset of three A. Could be. Um, this is the first uh thing I've ever bought from them before, and it's beautiful. It's abjectly beautiful. Like. You could take off all his clothes and everything. It's just like all different <laughs> fabrics and like he has a million different hands and all the main guns and I just <laughs> wish I could take his head off just so I could see like is there anything in this helmet? But no, it's just a helmet. It's like, yeah. Oh, you got your oh, first perfect. scale. It's so so adorable. He's so <laughs> cute. I'm like ah. Oh, I and then I've got something cool coming from up. Bioware. So oh, I gotta get me a nice case i'm yep. gonna start uh, it has amazing uh display cases for cheap yeah they're out of metal too actually. yeah thanks but, ikea yeah. thanks for our sponsorship no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only no it's but the cool thing speaking of cases um that's something i'm getting into because uh i only noticed there were two vendors selling cases that are custom made at uh star wars celebration and i was very carefully scoping them out um, looking mm-hmm. at because I have made a couple myself when I was in right before leaving Seattle out of Plexi and things and um, got a cutter, uh, you know, my own thing to cut the Plexi. Mm-hmm. I can do up to quarter inch so um, I can get some stuff that's really good in protecting your things. And when I saw the prices that some of these guys are getting, it just blew me away because literally I can build you probably a case for that one one eighth scale figure for five or six dollars worth of plexi and a couple strips of wood and there's a wood shop right here at my dad's condo association that i'm free to use stock full of all the latest equipment Mm. for free so i just get the wood i can make the the side edgings and the base (laughs) plate and then the plexi out of the you know out of the rest and i'm like these guys were selling those cases for up to 80 90 100 and it's like five to ten dollars worth of materials at the most so i'm like holy crap these people are making a killing guess what my next ebay store is gonna be (laughs) (laughs) cases by john yes because i i i'll cut the price in half and still make a killing you know and those guys will all be mad at me but (laughs) because it's like man they're really ripping people off now that i know how much it costs to actually make a case (laughs) you know Oh yeah, as long as you factor in your time. Yeah, I mean 
that's going to be the thing because the first few prototypes I made when I was in Seattle took me almost all day. But mm -hmm. I think uh, I think once I get it going, I can knock it down pretty good, especially if I mass produce a lot of the edgings and sides and mm -hmm. make certain sizes, you know, standard. But if you really want a real custom one, yeah, then it might cost a little more because that's going to be some work and figuring out dimensions and all that other stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. But I just could probably mass produce a bunch of standard size ones, you know. I was just saying, just remember that as an artist or an artisan, that you need to pay yourself first. That, Hell that, yes. That, it's just, it, it's how that works, man. It's like, <laughs> you've got to think of number one. Yeah. And oh, your speaking time of, is worth money. Speaking of Mr. Artist Rob, huh. I, I feel like I should owe you something for the uh, Groot because he accidentally got packed in with the rest of my stuff and never was returned to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, shoot me an email or a text or something and let me know what you want for him. Because I think at this point, maybe I'll just keep him myself. <laughs> yeah, that works. Sure. Sure. No worries. Since he got accidentally boxed up and shipped all the way to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or I mean, from Seattle to <laughs> from Florida. From Seattle, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Seattle to Florida. He's, you know, I might as well keep him now. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, all right. And, uh... Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. Otherwise, I had a fantastic time at Star Wars Celebration. I loved meeting all the actors. Tops authenticated. You ruined the autograph process. But I won't really go into too much more detail <laughs> on that because I don't want to rant and be all crazy about it. You can do it next show. There you go. <laughs> and uh, we should end on a positive note, which means, yay. We're I, together I, again. I'm looking over there, and I just suddenly... On a positive note, when I said that, I saw Animal smiling at me from my Animal Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he always makes me smile. He was so crazy and nuts. Animal! Playing all the drums. I loved him as a kid so <laughs> much. So, so. All right, guys. If there's anything else, give us your closing uh, thoughts. Rob? Not a moss. I think I, I, I usually uh, do enough torrential verbal diarrhea during the course of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Rob. Really appreciate it. Jason! Yes! Yes, so happy. Hi from the Issaquah Alps here in Issaquah, Washington. So delighted to be back together with everybody. If you're curious about the picture that we're making at www.theyreach.com, check us out, like us on Facebook, and uh, follow our journey. Awesome. Oh, Christina. Aww. Yay, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there going, I don't know. And the one, the only, Mad B. Uh, yay. I'm going to try to record more with you guys because I missed you guys. Yay. And uh, I'm totally not going to forget to eat dinner and go play more Mass Effect. Nope. No, not at all. How many hours you got yet? Um, I'm on my third playthrough. <laughs> Jesus, that's impressive. Well, well, it's cool because you can change the story, right? Mm. Well, you can. Oh, you can screw your stupid <laughs> yeah. main character up so bad. I just did the bad what I what I deemed the bad playthrough, and I was just like, "Hi, I'm the Pathfinder, and I'm a giant jerk." <laughs> <laughs> See, it's just good like, to play those games once, like, as the good way. And you're like, I want to get the good ending. I want to play it through yeah, the yeah, right yeah. way. You know, the way I think should be right, you know. 
And then you go back through and you're like, no, I want to totally screw it all up. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you have like way more choices of how you want to go with things. So you can do logical or emotional or like professional. So like this time I was just like emotional outburst and then professional <laughs> all the time. So like I'm looking at my um, if you go into the codex, you can read like what your character acts like. And it's just like, yeah, you don't make any sense. <laughs> you're like screaming at people on one end and then the next thing you know you're dead, dead. <laughs> but that was professional you know we we've got yeah. to act professional all the time well hey well, it's professional <laughs> best time it is professional if you're captain of the firefly <laughs> that's true oh god don't touch your firefly i'm gonna cry God, did you see that uh, pop that's been floating around? Uh, it's a it's a, a wash pop with a friggin' uh, with like a rod going through it and like blood all over the package. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh my god, it was amazing. I love oh, it. that's so good. <laughs> or, or I'm sorry, it's K2SO. Oh. I, love I absolutely love K2. Alan Tinnick is like amazing, right? I so, finally he, was able to grab a black label uh, K2SO. Nice. He was on sale for $5. Oh, cool. Right? I have a K2 pop and a K2 3.5 inch figure. But not the big Black Series one yet? No. I think that's what Mad's talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Series. So I uh, I didn't find it. Adam found it. And he was like, yeah, I went to London Drugs. And he was stuffed in the back. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's pretty uh, cool for that size, you know? The figure's good. Yeah. Very He's articulated. Pretty, pretty big, too, huh? Because they're all in scale, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. So he's probably one of the tallest ones. Yeah. He's fantastic. Awesome. On uh, that note. You know what? One last thing, though. <laughs> they did such an awesome job with K2. They did a fan, such a great thing that when I first got down here to Florida, so basically we moved everything, got it in my dad's place. Like two days later, I drove to my mom, spent a week with her, went to Star Wars Celebration, went back to my mom's, helped her with the garage sale. But I brought the Voodoo Spark, okay? Because I knew there was a lot of movies my mother had not watched yet. <laughs> and I plugged it into her her TV. She has a nice flat screen in the side room that she doesn't usually use. Oh, I always watch TV out there. I never really come in here. I don't know how this TV is like weird because it's flat. You know, the one in her <laughs> living room is a big giant picture tube monster, you know. And uh, so I plug the stick in the back and I start going through the movies. And she's like, where are these coming from? And I'm like, well, I have a voodoo spark in the back and it's plugged into your HDMI. And she's like, what? And I'm like, uh, it comes through the internet. <laughs> and she's like, well, where do the movies come from? And I'm like, through the internet. And she's like, but where are the discs? And I'm like, you don't, you don't need a disc. It's all digital. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it totally blew her mind. Like, she thought I was a space alien showing her magic or something, you know? So we are now getting my mother a, Blu -ray, a smart Blu-ray player. For Mother's Day with um, Netflix and Voodoo and all this stuff loaded on it. And, nice. Uh, and because she, it just blew her mind. And now she got it. She got addicted to it. I was at Star Wars Celebration. I come back and she's like, yeah, I watched like all the movies on your thing. <laughs> she's like, but speaking of K2, she started bawling when K2 died. 
And I was like, she was like, pause the movie a second. And she goes, I cannot believe that they made me love a robot so much that I'm crying (laughs) over this guy, you know? And then I was like, oh, oh boy, here comes the rest, you know? And then it was like, then Bodie, then she's like, no, not Bodie. And then like, she's like, oh my gosh, Cassie. And oh, like, you know, by the end of the movie, she's like, on the couch, laying down in tears, like, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, I love this movie. It was the best Star Wars ever. <laughs> but it's like they really, really got the emotional draw out of you, especially from a droid. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. He's perfection. Yes. That movie was just, I mean, amazing. And that's it. <sighs> this is awesome Geek Show. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Really appreciate it. And it's really good to hear your voices and to reconnect. Likewise. Yes. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> you need to play that welcome back song. Welcome back, Cotter? Like, welcome yes. back. Welcome yeah. back. Yes. Well, you're throwing <laughs> us back to the 70s there. Yeah, man. Yeah, back before John Travolta went insane. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, well, I'm sure everyone missed us in our quirky, quirky side random comments. Yes. And uh, coming up next, we have a we have four, four people who have contacted us through the website that want to arrange something. So we may have guests for, I mean, ad infinitum coming on, you know, Uh uh, we might have some read pop news coming up down the road. Right on. Some interesting things in the works there. Cool, cool. Fantastic if some of this stuff comes through. And then uh, we also have some higher profile people who want to be on. Two or three of them have contacted us through Twitter. So again, Twitter is helping us out immensely. So we are getting, and I haven't contacted anybody. These all are people who have contacted us. So we are starting to get, um, just from the use of Twitter, I think, some people who are very, very interested And uh, I just today asked Neil deGrasse Tyson to join us to explain the physics behind the Hulk and how far, far away exactly is the Star Wars galaxy. (laughs) So that would be fantastic if he picks up on that Twitter feed. I mean, there's been a lot of conversation going on through there. And uh, so um, maybe, you know, maybe we can cross our fingers and uh, he can explain to us why he doesn't want to go to Mars. Okay. That would be cool, too. Because <laughs> I think we should go, darn it. <laughs> and I want to go. I'm right on that <laughs> ship with Elon Musk. Now that I am very close to the launch site, I am getting on that ship with Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm going to when, Mars. When, when John disappears and we don't hear from him for, like, a week, <laughs> and there was a launch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you won't hear from me together. for about... I think you won't hear from me for about six months if there's a launch. There's <laughs> somebody you need to get on the show, Elon Musk. I know. I there would love go. to get Elon Musk. <laughs> Cow. Blow my mind. That would, that would be an entirely different level of show. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, oh, crap. <laughs> hey, guess That's what? Like, uh, hey, Elon, what do you think about Batman there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, well, the next movie is going to be Batman on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if Elon Musk pays enough money, he can make it happen. <laughs> same Mars channel, same Mars time. I don't know. That doesn't work. 
All right. Good night. See you guys later. All right. <laughs> Have a good one, Mo. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye. Keep it geeky out there, everyone. Bye, Mad. See you later. She's the last one on. (laughs) Now we can tell secrets about those guys behind their backs. No, but you can tell me secrets about your stupid thing. Oh, well, let me hang up the call. The call. The the, the, the recorder part. Autobots roll out. Oh, hey. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe! If you want to go somewhere that's really hot, you should go visit Mad. Yeah, it was... uh... (laughs) Like, okay, so you guys laugh, but it was 84 degrees just a few days ago here. What? Yep. <laughs> I thought you lived in the Arctic Circle. I do. I don't, nobody, everyone was freaking out. They were just like, what's happening? We're all going to die. There's some so. weird globe in the sky. What's going on? What is this other thing? Yeah, and then it, it cooled off.